This is episode 13 of the Entrepreneurial Personality Type, beginning with my final thoughts. The reason for the title of this episode is that in just a moment, I'm going to read to you the final chapter of my forthcoming book about the Entrepreneurial Personality Type and the future of everything. And the chapter is entitled Final Thoughts. And up until now in this podcast, I've been making the argument about the entrepreneurial personality type. I've been doing everything I can to convince you you're one of us and that that small, sometimes quiet, sometimes obscured voice in the back of your head that has been saying for the longest time, there's more here. You can do more. You can be more. You can give more. You can leave more behind. I've been trying to convince you that it's real and that you should lean into it and lean into your ability to create the future. And that's why I think it's appropriate to share this chapter with you now. Now, Dennis read this to me earlier today, and I was immediately emotional because there is very little in the world that makes me feel as understood as having my words translated into writing that has the same impact, the same resonance, the same effect on people. I've been speaking since I was 13. I started out with a stutter. I had terrible stage fright. I was uh, terrified of getting in front of a room, but my coach for the last 30 plus years, (laughs) Rick Lara, who's coached me, my team, my wife, one of the most incredible speech teachers in the world who I was so incredibly blessed to meet when I was 13, taught me to speak with an unconscious competence that today I I feel more comfortable on the stage than I do in a one-on-one conversation. I certainly feel more comfortable on the stage than I do at an open house night or something like that. And... (laughs) I wish that that comfort carried over to writing. But unfortunately, when I write, oftentimes it feels mechanical and like a textbook and um, not as inspiring or as exciting as I'd like it to be. And today, when Dennis read this to me, I felt so understood and so confirmed and so um, connected to this message of the EPT that I wanted to share it with you. And in chapter six, I read The Hunter, sorry, in episode six, I read The Hunter that Dennis wrote. And here is the final chapter of our book. First of all, thank you for reading this book. People have asked me why I took the time to write it. And I think my answer shocks them. To be honest, I didn't write it to build a business or to have a bestseller, though those would be good outcomes if they happen. I didn't write it to raise my speaking fees or my personal profile in the world, but if that happens, I'll take it. Progress is everything to an evolutionary hunter. My answer is simple and straightforward. I wrote this because I had to. I began to figure all of this out and I couldn't help but think of all the EPTs among us who are being crushed daily by systems built for conformity and acquiescence. They are walking around as I did, thinking there was something terribly wrong with them, that they didn't fit in. Their potential is being wasted. Some of those EPTs are in jail. In fact, I would guess that there are more entrepreneurial personality types in jail today than outrunning successful businesses. They push the limits and they are paying dearly for it. That is a tragedy to me. 
one that is completely fixable if they only knew this truth about themselves. When was the last time anyone said to them that they are okay and they're not alone? Perhaps never. And what about the kids sitting in a classroom today who have been convinced that they are broken They squirm in their seats, they talk too much, and pretty soon, they're labeled a disciplinary problem. Their parents are encouraged to medicate them, help them control themselves, because they have too much energy. We spent 18 years telling evolutionary hunters to sit still, stop moving, and then we wonder why so many have a difficult time creating momentum as adults. Their potential to change the world is entirely suppressed, and we are all suffering for it. They need to be rescued. Thomas Edison's mother rescued him. He was so far out of the educational norms of his day that his mother received a note that essentially said he was unteachable and unwelcome in the classroom. Thomas Edison was expelled because the system found him unworthy. His mother famously told him that the note said he was special and smart, too smart, in fact, to be in the regular school with the other kids who were certainly not his equal. She homeschooled him, and he became Thomas Edison, with all that meant for society in his time and for us today. She is an unsung hero. We need to be rescued as well. I know I do. That's the beauty of all of this. The real reason this matters so much and the primary reason I took the time not only to write a book, but to continue to the research and study endlessly, launch a podcast, speak on the subject wherever there is a stage and an audience that they'll give me a microphone. It's time for the other Edisons of the world, including you perhaps, to see what they really are, to shake off the shackles of criticism and misunderstanding that have endured for most of their lives and to get to work on changing the world with all their unique gifts and talents and innate abilities. This feels like an emergency to me. Discovering the truth requires us to do something with it. This book and the work I will likely do for the rest of my life are my answer to the responsibility I feel. This is my manifesto to all evolutionary hunters. Take heart. We are the hunters. You and I. The tribe needs us to be exceptional, to do our best work, to envision a better future, then demand it becomes real. I hope you enjoyed that chapter of the book. I can't wait for the entire book to be released and for people like us to finally understand who we are. I'm sorry, I got a little emotional while I was reading that. I actually had to pause the recording and take a minute because each time I read it, I think of all the small evolutionary hunters being told not to move. All of the people like me being questioned and being being asked why they feel like they feel and, and being told to be different. And I think of everyone in history who we remember, who matters to be remembered, who struggled, who who went through cognitive dissonance, who felt the pain of being an entrepreneurial personality type and wanting to create the future only to have the world drag us down. 
Why is it that when one of us accelerates, creates momentum, and starts climbing up, so many people reach up to pull them down? Entrepreneurial personality types are the only consistent source of positive human evolution, and we always will be. And on episode 13, sorry, episode 14, I'm going to be discussing the entrepreneur's dilemma. See, we as entrepreneurs need far more protection and support than the average person to reach our full potential. Yet any request for protection or support makes us feel vulnerable and exposed. I want to talk to you about how we get past that, how we build the infrastructure around us to make our greatest contribution, and how entrepreneurs like us learn hardly anything standing still and near nothing alone. So you can build a team or join a team and create momentum fast. Don't miss episode 14.